0: Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. And uh, this week we're going to be talking about um, election security. I'm joined again by the Bear County Election Administrator, Jacqueline Cal Allen, and she's back. Uh, she joined us uh, back in 2017 uh, as we, we headed into an election cycle. There, did we had an election that, that 2017, didn't we? Yes, sir. Yeah, so I feel like we were just before a November election there in that, that 2017 cycle. But you guys have elections all the time. time. All the time. It's all not time. just every four years in November.
1: Well, most people think it's just every two years, two years in November.
0: Yeah, but it's even more often than that. So uh, if, if you wanted to uh, kind of hear how things were handled uh, in that, that first uh, interview, I went through and asked a whole bunch of questions about uh, security. So we, we kind of did almost a live uh, security audit on the air uh, where I asked uh, and question after question after question and uh, came out of that uh, program real happy with how we, we did things. Um, but back uh, now to actually share, um, we're, we're making even further improvements. Uh, so uh, with that, uh, we'll uh, let uh, Jackie introduce herself and uh, share how the heck did you end up as an election administrator?
1: Isn't that something? Uh, I was teaching third grade. And they just happened. The school asked, "Could any of the teachers take the day off to help at the polls? They needed election workers," and that was the start of something big. Yeah, and I've been in it now for 24 years.
0: So, how many years were you working in the the polls before you you decided to apply for a job at Bear County?
1: Right, it was three years. I I, I just worked, you know, as and we need poll workers. So, if anyone out there is listening, they can sure come in and join the system. We are desperately needing poll workers yeah
0: especially as we're going to head into the the big election primaries here that'll be in march march, in texas? 3rd. march 3rd march 3rd in 3rd texas coming yeah. right quick and uh so if if you wanted to be a poll worker in that march 3rd election uh, we'll, we'll hit this one up first where do you go and kind of what are the requirements
1: please they can go to our website we have it all spelled out there we have an application uh they can call our office and uh u.s citizens a registered voter in bear county and someone with a whole sense of civic pride. Yes. It, it's, it's a wonderfully satisfying day. It's a long day, but it's a satisfying day.
0: And and do they get paid anything? Absolutely. A little bit more than jury duty even.
1: It does. Isn't that amazing? Yes. That $17 an hour.
0: Yeah. So if you, you would like to make a little money in March and maybe pay for a little spring break coming up after March, or maybe a dinner at your spring break, because you're only going to be working one day there in the, the elections, Correct. Correct.
1: Yeah. But then we'll see them again in March and then in May, May two elections in May, and then the big one in November.
0: Uh, potentially, I guess, runoffs as well, or those May would That's include the, the May. runoffs. That's yes, okay. the May, yes, sir. Okay, so that'll include that. So yeah, we've got four elections coming up, and this is one, as, as we mentioned, so uh, folks think, well, you know what, running an elections it just happens every two years or every four years, and then you've got all this downtime where you could upgrade all your systems, change your processes.
1: Not really the case. Not really the case. Uh, two years ago, uh, we got to be the election gurus in the state of Texas. We held eleven elections in fourteen months. Yeah, uh, we had a domino effect where uh, people were retiring from the state legislature, and then with runoffs and somebody else replacing, uh, and so we had it pretty well down to a science.
0: And 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 so as uh, and for those listening outside the state of Texas. Uh Things are done differently maybe in Texas than some other states. But So, Bear County is responsible for running elections for the county um, and any of the cities inside the county?
1: Absolutely. Cities, school districts, water districts. There are 53 entities that we hold elections and for. And then also
0: for then the state of Texas. And then if there's a national election where Texas is going to roll votes up to that, you're also responsible for running that one as well. Correct. Yeah. And... And so, as you said, so 53 different entities, I guess, and then one of those would include that even the federal government level? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes,
1: sir. And so normally when we hold a a large election, we'll have anywhere from 20 to 30 different entities sharing that ballot.
0: And then how many different polling places are you all setting up at?
1: Uh, We have 284 poll sites. Uh, Right now, today, as I left the office, I checked, we have 1,114,000 registered voters. Here in Bear County,
0: and and you can still register to vote for that uh, March election right now. Absolutely, uh, um, up, so, yeah.
1: up to within 30 days from that election.
0: So yeah, if if you're interested in being a voter uh, and you're a U.S. citizen and you have uh, you've been in Bear County for 90 days, is that the residency requirement? 30 days. 30 days is residency requirement. There you go. So only 30 days here, um, you can go register. So if you're listening to this program now on 1200 WAI, you'll be here long enough by the march election provided you stay in town uh well in the county um by the time we we reach that march time frame and in texas can you register at the wh- where's the easiest place to go register to vote here
1: uh again in texas we don't have online voter registration yeah, you We're, gotta go somewhere in person. Of, you have to go somewhere in person Mo- most people register to vote when they get their driver's license okay. at dps as they move here they change their driver's license And DPS is a very good partner. Okay. Um, But you can call our office and we'll mail you a card and we pay the postage.
0: Okay. Yeah. Or you could go to a DPS office and you can book online appointments now at those dps offices is something yeah so yes yeah use the online scheduling unless you want to sit around and read a book or do some homework or bring your laptop with you because uh, yeah if, if you decide to show up and wait in line you'll, you'll end up in a line that's why they have the online booking system so um, yeah take advantage of that this is uh, one of our, our frequent topics on here is just kind of uh, access to the internet and um, how so many of these services now are easier to use if you do have access to the internet and um, so if you wanted to hear uh, listeners um uh, uh, some on that topic we had a uh, jordana barton on from the federal reserve bank of dallas uh, san antonio branch where she talked all about the stats about um, internet access across the state of texas and and we had some some commentary kind of on how having internet access is almost as critical these days as uh water and electricity not quite there yet but um, it just makes your life and access to services uh, much easier than it is without it so um, yeah, I mean, like if you wanted to get a voter ballot card, you can call Bear County. They'll send you a sample ballot, or you could go on the Bear County website, and there'll be a sample ballot up there as well.
1: Correct, and we, we have the generic sample ballot, which would show all 2025 20, entities that are on that ballot. But we also have our system set up that if you put your address in there, it will bring up your individual sample ballot, so that you won't see six six senators on it, six races or six state rep districts you'll be able yeah. to see just who you actually get to vote for yeah, or
0: five county commissioners or <laughs> that's right. ten I'm... city council people or yeah all the rest of those things exactly yeah, it'll get right. confusing if you look at the whole generic sample ballot judges though you do get to vote for all of them so, yes 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 yeah that's one where people are like well do, do i not get to vote for the judges yeah you get to vote for the judges you get to vote for all the judges exactly yeah. and, and we
1: are going to have to ask people to do their homework this time brett because this will be the first time in texas history that in November there will be no more straight party on the ballot. So people will have to go down race by race by race.
0: So you can't just check a box at the top and pretend you're done.
1: Exactly. Because, by the way, if you do
0: check that box, there's a bunch of yes-no questions on there that don't actually get answered. Like if if it's a ballot proposition and you just check the box at the top, those ballot propositions all get um, they get left blank, and you get an undervote on them.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Good job.
0: So, uh, yeah, this is the I think some some good news in changing that. If you're gonna you're gonna spend a few minutes every, well, maybe eleven times in, in one year, <laughs> depending on how many different races you have to vote in. Hopefully, you're not voting in as many elections as uh, Jackie and her team are having to run. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you're gonna go spend a little bit of time doing this. Spend the time to to go down the whole ballot and and check out all the races. Yeah, I mean these are these are the folks out there. This is our opportunity to participate in democracy and and to to have our voice be heard. And it's it's I mean if you're going to vote on three of the races on the ballot, it's I guess go down and go ahead and go do that. We still want every vote out there, but vote on every single race on there. It's not it's not that much time to to take the sample ballot and read the races and mark stuff up ahead of time.
1: Correct. And the way the election equipment, the voting equipment is, you must see every race. You can't. In the past, you couldn't have just hit that one box for that one party. You still had to scroll through every single page on that ballot, yeah. and so the the time difference is not going to be much more no. because the system still requires you to go through every single race that's on that ballot.
0: Yeah. So uh, this year, um, the the elections we just had here, uh, what 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 was the the main uh, I guess this was a Texas state constitutional am, uh, amendments proposed. They come out of the Texas Senate?
1: The Texas legislature. Texas legislature. Yes, sir. Okay, so the
0: legislature put a, a, a bunch of... Uh, ten of them. Ten of them on there on this election. So this gave you a chance to test some new equipment.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, and, and this
0: is... You, you guys got new equipment like three years ago before this? Or how many? <laughs> How long were you running on your previous voting equipment before this one?
1: 17 years.
0: 17 years.
1: And um, it, it it worked wonderfully for us. It, it was a great system, but it was time to retire it.
0: Yeah. And so if if you listen to episode 56 of Cyber Talk Radio, when I'm asking questions, it's about how everything was set up on that set of equipment, uh, I guess, about 15 years into its 17-year lifespan.
1: Correct. Uh, that, that entire system was built on dare i say it xp yeah and that's, that's windows xp last day. It stands for for extra special
0: <laughs> extra special security and and this is one like where everyone and there, there was uh, for folks out there that didn't dive into all the election security stuff too deep after the 2016 election uh there were a bunch of security researchers at a conference that took a bunch of these voting machines and hacked into all of them and if you, if you give a security researcher physical access to a device, whether it's running Windows XP or some more modern operating system, they're still probably going to be able to get administrative access in the device. You, you can make things a little bit more difficult and more complicated. If you're running some encrypted file systems and encrypted boot volumes, you can make things even more complicated. Um, but it, it's one still where if you protect the physical security and control custody of the device – even if it's running something that has a flaw, it doesn't make any difference. And that's one of the the, the things as we talked through everything back in 2017, it didn't matter that these were running XP um, because they were kept in custody of multiple people at, at all points in time. And that that custody and control of the system provided the the compensated control and security you need for even the fact that it had an operating system on there that um, I would not recommend you plug into the internet. And Jackie did not plug those voting <laughs> machines into the internet
1: correct that's i mean you said it perfectly yeah. you really did thank you
0: yeah so yeah and so one thing i noticed and i guess i'll kind of work my way backwards from as a voter from the the results page so on the bear county website as these machines are, are plugged in the votes are downloaded they get sent onto the the bear county website into a, a text file correct and so the process with the the previous generation of machines the, the votes would get counted and then uh, your team would upload those into the server separately um, so they would they were not plugging the machines into that server that's on the internet correct and and publish them out there as a text file because it's one it's fast but two it's also just kind of tamper proof yes yeah yes so there's there's some real benefits in simplicity because i think uh, many folks are like well why isn't this a fancy html page with color-coded voting by precinct and all this stuff the more of those sorts of things you do, the more security vulnerabilities or risks you introduce yep. into the system. So by putting the results up in a nicely formatted text file, everyone can read it. If you want pretty graphs and and, and percentage of voting by precincts and all the rest of that, you, you could output that. Or someone in the news out here, if you're listening as a reporter, if you think readers uh, want to see print pretty graphs, take that data and publish the graphs and you'll get some viewers in, on, on your website. That's uh, absolutely correct. So with these new machines, though, that process, at least as the end user viewing that text file, stayed the same because I looked at all those those ballot props that we had on this last election. Uh, So these new machines just change kind of everything or well, a lot of things, probably not everything, but a lot of things as we go further back in the the voting process.
1: Yes, it has. And and, uh, to your point on the reporting process. It has sort of consolidated some of that. The new reports um, will continue to show you uh, in a static how many people voted early, how many people voted by mail, how many people voted on Election Day. And you'll see that at all times. Instead of in the older system, we had to scroll through each of those types of voting.
0: Yeah. And, and it also seemed like it went up pretty quick. I don't know if this is the new voting machines or just the fact that it was a smaller <clears throat> election.
1: I think it was a combination of both. Okay. Uh, the new system allows the judges to have a much quicker close down, uh, and as you said, we we didn't have lines at the end when it was seven o'clock, maybe oh. you know till seven fifteen or seven thirty, um, but we didn't see the lines that we'll see this next year.
0: Yeah, and that's that's an important thing as well. So polling is open in Texas from seven a.m. to seven p.m. on election day. Correct. And if you are standing in line at six fifty nine and fifty nine seconds you can stay in line until you get to vote Correct. and they will keep the polling place open. If there's a really long line, they could be there until the wee hours of the morning. Hopefully that we doesn't hope happen. We yeah, hope Hopefully hope that not. does not happen. Uh, but yeah, if, if somebody, but I'm um, sure it
1: would be eight or eight 30.
0: Yeah. That, that's very, very mm-hmm. common. But yeah, if some, if a, if a busload of folks show up or multiple busloads show up right at, at six fifty nine, and they'll mark the line there and then everyone in front of that gets to vote. Yes, sir. So, yeah, if, if you're coming out of work and you're driving home and you're like, oh, I only have eight minutes to get to my polling place and, and it's 6.59 and they're going to close on me at 7. As long as you're in line, they're not going to close on you. You can go vote.
1: Yes, but this time for the first time, Bear County moved into the vote center model, which will hopefully alleviate that. So if they get out of work late, if the voters... They don't need to necessarily drive back to their home precinct. They can go to whatever precinct they pass, and any voter can vote at any poll site on Election Day. It's the same model as early voting, but uh, vote centers are the wave of the future, and the voters have shown us what they wanted us to do.
0: So, wait, so hold on. I'm I'm hearing this. So on Election Day, there's going to be 280-some-odd 280 sites, Correct. 286 sites, I guess, set up all across Bear County. Yes, sir. And I could if I'm driving by on on the morning or whatever, I could go vote in any of those. I don't have to go to to the specific one for my precinct anymore.
1: Correct. That's just wonderful. And the voters showed us that they really accepted it, because when we had this election, 39.6 percent of our voters did not vote in their home precinct. So 40 percent of them said, we got you. We want to vote over here. Yeah. We want to vote on our way home. We want to vote as we're going to the soccer game at the end of the day. It was wonderful.
0: Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, drop the kids off at, at practice, pop over to the polling place by practice, and then go back and, and pick them up again.
1: Exactly. And, and one of the other things I think anecdotally that we, we saw was that most of our poll sites are in schools. And so for the first time, oh. the teachers could just walk right down the hall and vote at that school up until that point, they didn't have that opportunity.
0: Yeah. Or parents, if you're dropping your kids off in the morning, just go vote at the school, even if that's not your exact precinct or picking the kids up after school or yeah.
1: Wonderful.
0: Yeah. That's a huge convenience. And uh, I think a a big one to get the word out about um, so we can continue to uh, improve turnout in our elections and uh, and give everyone a chance to have their voice heard.
1: This one did, Brett, because uh, again, we do last like elections. So when we looked at the process for 2019 for la- for the november 3rd election november 5th election we thought oh we'll have maybe 18,000 people show up on election day that is what you go to the last like you add your 25% for growth and on and on with the formula so we were looking at 20,000 people we had 56,000 people vote on election day which is still minuscule Compared to our 1.1 million, yeah, but a huge turnout in comparison to what we expected.
0: Yeah, and how, how many early voters do you know? Do we had in this last November 5th election? A fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. So yeah. yes. So over a ten little or pretty close to a ten percent turnout, which is if I'm yes. recalling correct, last time we only had some constitutional amendments on a, a ballot. We might have had three to five percent. So this correct. is more than double, or maybe even triple.
1: Yes. And yeah. so, is it the new equipment? Is it the vote centers? Was it items that were on the ballot, like uh, item number four, which was the income tax question? Yeah, it was just a nice combination of those three.
0: So, yeah, you know, it's good uh, to get more folks out there. <laughs> so, with with these new machines, if you were explaining to folks out there, and, and we'll we'll kind of cover. Uh, these uh, headed into our our bottom of the hour break so if you're listening uh, on 1200 WAI this is Cyber Talk Radio we're talking election security Um, we're gonna uh, talk a a little bit about the new voting machines heading into our bottom of the hour break for news traffic and weather update Uh, and then we'll uh, uh, pick up after that and go into some more depth and detail uh, about the the voting process and and how all this stuff is taken care of and the the staff of of 400 full-time employees Jackie's has
1: no she doesn't have 400 people <laughs> there are 19 of us there are 19 people
0: yeah that run 286 polling places yes sir. yeah well all, yeah all the Staff back end for everything yeah, yes sir. so um, and then all all of the poll workers, which you can become one, go to the Bear County website, fill out an application, seventeen dollars an hour on election day, and you will uh, put a big smile on her face because if we don't have enough poll workers, it's uh, makes life really <laughs> complicated to have an open polling place. Correct. Yeah, uh, there's. And we'll we'll talk a little bit about that after the break. But uh, so on these new machines. Uh, if you could tell people, like, what are the three biggest differences with the, the new machine versus the, the one that they've been used to voting on the last 17 years here in Bear County?
1: When the voter goes to the polls, their qualification will still be the same. They still have to be a registered voter. They still have to be qualified. They still have to bring voter ID. They have to bring that photo ID. But at the time they sign in, they will be handed a card, a ballot card and that ballot card will have printed on it a barcode that then notifies the machine when they put it in what precinct ballot to bring up their experience is identical to what we've had for 17 years it's a touch screen yeah it's a more modern touch screen obviously brighter colors brighter colors bigger fonts uh, it has such enhancements that you just you, you, you have to see it to believe it yeah um we can put contrast in it. We can increase the font so you don't have to go look for your cheaters to put them on to see your ballot.
0: English and Spanish?
1: Uh, English and Spanish. You can switch back and forth, Brett. Before, we could only choose one language, and if you needed to, to switch, um, they had to completely cancel that ballot, and then you have to start all over again. Yeah. Now it's interchangeable. You can switch back as many times as you want, and it holds where you are. But it's the same process. It's the touch screen. The only difference is at the end, you review your ballot, and when you're comfortable, the last screen that you see will say print ballot. And you have to push, you know, tap the screen, and it prints out this ballot card. It's a 14 inch, almost we refer to it as, for me, it's like an ATM receipt, only it just keeps going on and on and on and on. You see that card in your hand, and it shows you who you voted in plain text. You can see that all of your selections are on there. Once you're comfortable with that, then you walk over to the tabulator. There's one tabulator in every poll site. You insert this ballot card in there. That's when your ballot is counted, and it's dropped down into a secure ballot box. So we harvest the votes off the electronic tabulator. That's how we still are able to display results at night. However, if there's ever any question, A recount we have the actual paper ballot and we are only allowed to count the paper ballot so it's a win-win checks and balances I mean we can go on and on later it's to to put everybody's mind at ease but it was so well accepted it was so well accepted I will tell you though that we do know that there were three people who exited still having their card so we know they they heard it was a paper trail.
0: Oh, They yeah. heard so paper they, receipt. They, they, hit they print. heard tri-
1: yes, and then they folded up and put print it in their profit. pocket, and they slipped past the election officials. Um, obviously, we had trained the officials to be watching that, but. Um, they can't can be everywhere because there's, yes. there's
0: one tabulator and maybe six or up to six or eight <laughs> election machines in some, of the, exactly. in some of the polling places. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, your your you election know. worker can get outnumbered a little bit there. And
1: so, you know, uh, we, yes, we were sorry the three got away, but we considered that a success because we really did wonder and we, we put a lot of emphasis on this is not a paper receipt. It's yeah. a paper trail. Yeah. And so you must put it in that sealed ballot box. Yeah.
0: And and uh yeah, I mean I guess 3 out of 105 or 110,000 right. that's that's a pretty good rate.
1: Again, yes, we're sorry the 3 got away and we'll try harder on training. Uh you know, this was our first foray into it and we were pleasantly surprised. Yeah. The election officials did a fantastic job.
0: Yeah. So so with this one that I guess that if I'm going to try to summarize the big differences, one, the machines are smart enough now that you don't have to program them on a per precinct basis. So you can you can this now enables the vote center model so I can go to any polling place and vote my own precinct ballot because before the the 17 year old ones, you had to program them on a per precinct basis. Yes. So that was one like on Election Day, why you had to go to your individual precinct. When they were running the early voting with the older machines, there was some gymnastics that I, I feel like I remember seeing, because I don't early vote very often. I vote on Election Day personally. Um, but the early voting one, there's a, a little bit of gymnastics, it felt like, for the uh, the poll workers on those early voting sites with the older machines.
1: Correct. The, the older machines, the capacity on them, after the upgrade, they they all were able to work using a 512 MB flashcard. And so, as you, you know, all your listeners know, they know that sort of the dark ages. Yeah. And so now we're on eight gig, and we have that, as you said, we've got that capacity now.
0: And we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here for a news traffic and weather update on 1200 WAI. And I will be back with Jackie Connell to talk more about Bear County elections and uh, our fancy new voting machines. Welcome back to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. And I'm uh, joined this week by Jackie Callallan. We're talking Bear County elections, uh, new voting machines, uh, election process, how to become a poll worker, um, and the security of these new machines. That are these, so these new ones, not running Windows XP anymore, Jackie?
1: <laughs> no, sir. Isn't that wonderful? No, it's, it's We've great. moved up to 7, Windows yeah. 7.
0: Windows 7's <laughs> a good one. Nice, <laughs> solid. It's going to be there for a while. Um, yeah, good piece of software. Uh, and uh, yeah, Microsoft will be doing security updates on that one for at least the next decade for the extended maintenance. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah,
1: that that would that would be nice. Yeah,
0: I think you'll have to subscribe to extended, but I think they'll they'll keep updates on that one in in your embedded world for at least a decade. So last time, I mean, you guys, your, your Windows XP ones, they stopped those updates. <laughs> Ooh. I'm looking over at my producers, but I'm gonna I'm gonna guess on the air right now. Windows XP security updates, even on extended maintenance from Microsoft, stop being available in 2008. That's my guess. We'll see what the producers can find here while we're on the air. But I I would
1: have said at least 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, with with the appropriate <laughs> compensating controls, you can have an operating system that has some flaws in it. Um, and you'll look forward to running the first election in a long time where you don't have to deal with any of that stuff anymore
1: it was wonderful
0: yeah <laughs> so so you got to test it, uh for listeners that are just tuning in right now got to test um, 1,364 machines here on um, this election that just happened in November 5th um, 2019 that was the state um, constitutional amendments uh, here in Texas uh, and and uh, this was a, a good test for some new machines in Bear County uh, that we're going to be rolling out uh, more voting machines, I would assume, for the March election.
1: Absolutely. Uh, when we purchased it for $12.5 million, uh, we bought 2,500 of, okay. of the touchscreen voting. And so, as you can see, we, we used a little over half on this one, uh, so we still have a fleet that we're ready. We'll be ready for March.
0: Yeah, now you've got some data on who's going to show up at what polling place now that you're allowing people to, to vote um, in a vote center model instead of a precinct model.
1: It was wonderful. It yeah. was the first time out, and 40% of our voters uh, showed us that where they wanted to vote for their convenience. Uh, I can I can speak just for our office. Our office had never been an Election Day site before. And on Election Day, we had over 400 people vote there. And at one point, I just went out and was like, "Why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> you know what?" And uh, they they voiced that uh, why should they get on the highway and drive home when they had to rush out to a poll site based on traffic or anything yeah. else? And we had free parking, <laughs> and so it was a win-win. Oh and yeah,
0: downtown Tuesday. There, there yeah, you go. So, See? Yeah, so yeah, so um, yeah, all <laughs> the the city parking garages, conveniently enough, are all free on Tuesdays. Uh, Election day is a go. Tuesday, um, so yeah, any of the downtown polling places, come on down. Um, five o'clock, those garages become free on downtown Tuesday. Central th-
1: Library, the Justice Center, our office. Yes, Yeah. even
0: okay. Bear County does that as well with the garages. And yes. Are parking spaces free on Tuesday as well? Or are these parking meters, do they still charge? I don't know how that works. I thought but it anyways, was free. Yeah. I think it might be free, but for certain the garages are, I know. So, yeah, come on right. down. Go vote and then go out to dinner on Tuesday night. Yeah. Go enjoy Go enjoy some of the uh, – yeah, check out Hemisphere Park. If you've not been into downtown to see uh, all the the great uh, investment that your tax dollars are, are putting into uh, transforming uh, downtown or go check out Phase 1 of the San Pedro Creek Project, um, some really gorgeous murals and things along the way there. Um, Lots of of good development happening uh, in downtown. Um, And if you're in this area already, just pop in, go vote, and then uh, go check some of that stuff out. So if uh, you just joined us here after this break uh, on 1200 WAI, um, Jack and I were talking for the first half of the program. You can catch the recap uh, on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com. It'll go up Tuesday, December 24th. So. I mean, it's, it's going to be Christmas Eve. If you want to sit around and listen and talk about election security, um, Jackie might have some job openings on her team. Because <laughs> if, if you want to do that on Christmas Eve, yeah, uh, yeah, you should be working in elections administration, or at least volunteer to be a poll. Well, not even really volunteer. Get paid to be a poll worker. Exactly. Yes. So um, – and that will be up uh, on our website. It will be on the Internet um, from now until the end of time. We were joking a little bit during the bottom hour break. I don't know how long the end of time is. It's, this hardware stuff, our podcast will be around um, as long as podcasts are around. But, uh, and we're out there on all the different podcasting services. So if, if you have a favorite service and you don't find CyberTalk Radio, uh, let us know on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, we will fix that, and we will get you a Cyber Talk Radio T-shirt. There's two ways to get a T-shirt. One is to be a guest on the program. The second one is to find a podcasting service where our program is still not um, listed. And You'd think it was easy just to find all of them. But even with all of our our cybersecurity secret squirrel searching techniques, uh, we still hear about more podcasting services where descriptions aren't populating correctly or the search function isn't working. If you let us know some of those little flaws, uh, we will fix that and we'll get you a T-shirt. 2014. Wow! So they kept Windows XP all the way through extended wow. security updates. The producers just told us it all the way through to 2014. So I was off. Yeah. So yeah. So your Windows 7. I'll, it's going to be around for quite a while. Might be the there full life go. of the machines this time. <laughs> so with these uh, with these new machines, uh, we we talked before the break. I mean, so this is going to give us the the fast results after the polling places close. Uh, still, uh, but it, it's also going to create a paper ballot audit trail. So for a recount, instead of the recount being a rerun on the electronic votes on each of the machines, it will be a physical count of the ballots where everything is printed out. Correct. Yeah, and and this is this is one uh, we were we were talking a little bit about uh, record archiving and stuff during the news traffic and weather update. It, one of those tabulators, if it didn't scan the ballot incorrectly. When you get it out of your voting machine, all the votes that you cast are printed out there, so you can read who you voted for for mayor or what you voted for on this ballot initiative, so you can see all of your votes, read those votes on the paper-printed ballot, and as long as all those are read correctly on there, even if the tabulator doesn't read it right, when there is a recount, you're going to have a human reading that paper ballot at that point. Correct. Well, actually, you're going to have multiple people, I'm sure, because I know how your, your <laughs> controls work. It's not just going to be one person reading it on a recount because they're like, oh, I don't like who that person voted for. Yeah, no, there'll be multiple people there reading each ballot on a recount at the same time. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing because you're like, yes, that's, that would happen. We would have tampering. I wouldn't want to have tampering, but that's why we don't allow that to happen, and we have multiple we people. We have teams
1: of three. Teams yes, sir. of three, even. yeah. So there you
0: go. Yeah, you can't even trust two at this point. As, as you mentioned, so we have... Um, the two hundred and eighty four uh, polling places open on election day. And and so you and this says you had a thousand and seventy one workers here for this. How many are you gonna need for the, the bigger election in, in March or, or November of twenty twenty?
1: We will double that number. It will double that we'll, number. We'll double that
0: number. Okay. So yeah, if if you would like a job and if you're working on the US Census, again if you're if this is there one of those go. sort of civic things that you're out there doing, so you, you you're you enjoying census work then apply to, to to be a poll worker as well. Absolutely. Very similar civic type of responsibility. Sim- and if you made it through all the background checks and everything else to be a census worker, I assume you'll probably clear all the same checks you need to be a, a poll worker.
1: Fantastic. And if you choose not to be a poll worker, we would ask that when you do go vote, thank those poll workers that are there because they put their heart and soul into it.
0: You're listening to 1200 WAI. This is Cyber Talk Radio, and we're talking uh, Bear County elections and uh, the new voting machines. If you uh, just went out to vote in the November 5th uh, election here uh, in 2019, uh, then you got to use those new voting machines. Uh, and if you, you did not vote in this election, are there, Jackie, is there pictures of these new voting machines up on the, on the Bear County website yes, anywhere? Yes, absolutely, yeah, on so our you'd... website.
1: And uh, even it has, it has the videos on how to use it.
0: Oh, cool. So yeah, so we'll, we'll link those in our blog post recap as well. So you can go see these machines before uh, the next election will be in March. March the 3rd. March 3rd. And so uh, with uh, these new machines, so you, you mentioned, I think, um, either in this segment or the first one it's all we're having such a good conversation i can't i'm having a hard time keeping track of when we took our break but the 12 and dollars for this um and so this is the the first time since 2002 that bear county spent capital expenditure on new equipment for voting yeah and so i mean with um 2500 voting machines plus all the tabulators and software and everything else um, this seems and for that's for 1.1 million registered voters, uh, right? Correct. And so this is the system that could scale and handle. Um, are we the are we the
1: third largest county in Texas from the fourth. Reg- fourth largest fourth. registered we, voters? We we switch back and forth between Terrence. Sometimes we're the third, sometimes, sometimes we're, we're the, the fourth.
0: fourth. Okay. So I mean, it, it that feels as me just listening and thinking and knowing kind of county budget overall. Um, It feels like our election process is not a big chunk of the budget for how important this is. And and I guess you were saying as well that sometimes there's some federal dollars that will even come back and help counties modernize their their voting infrastructure.
1: Uh, There's talk of it this time that the Congress will go ahead and release some money. Uh, They did release some money last year, but that was for cybersecurity checks for the systems.
0: Yeah, and if, if you go back to the the ones in 2002, Bear County got some reimbursement for those machines.
1: Entire the entire amount.
0: The entire amount. So it's uh yes. yeah that was a, a good one and and for listeners I guess as well tuning in. So you have 19 folks on your staff. Yes, sir. How did 19 folks scale out to handle 2,000 poll workers in 285 sites? That's I mean my math in my head's telling me that's like 15 or sites per person.
1: Uh, it's they're they're a well-oiled machine that I am so very proud of. Yeah. Uh, it, it it takes some juggling. It takes a lot of cooperation. Uh, we have four different divisions in those nineteen people, and they all must work in concert with each other. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's it gets right down to the wire, but it happens.
0: Yeah, and and so. In between each of the election cycles, so we just had this election November 5th, so you guys are going through kind of all the stuff that did work and didn't work, and then how much – since, like, we were talking a little – I guess you've got some elections in May, like, that are nine days apart. Yes, sir. So how does does that work on, like, the the debrief from one, and then, like, you're not going to really make any process changes there unless it's like, oh, something really didn't go right, then we'll make a change. But nine days is not a lot of time to to do – I mean, to even – clean all the machines out, load the new ballots on. How does all that work with, with this?
1: The, the physicality, the, yeah. the human capital is really stretched to its limits on that. Um, there are a number of counties that the May spring election, that May 2nd election, is optional. Uh, so the you, you could say no, that we can't handle that because we do have the primary runoff on May 26th. But that's not a decision we made. We couldn't do that to our entities.
0: Yeah, is is your staff allowed to take vacation during May?
1: <laughs> we we, we generally call it lockdown. Yeah, highly discouraged. <laughs> highly discouraged. Yes. Uh.
0: And, and so as you guys have been going through this, so with these, these new machines, um, did anything get more difficult or more complicated for you? Or is it just all, is everything better?
1: That's a theoretical term. But, yeah. So <laughs> um, far you've they, got they one they election went, exactly. under your belt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: one tiny election with <laughs> 110,000 instead of <laughs> 350,000 voters turning out. That's
1: exactly right. Um, we refer to that as lessons learned. Yes. So it's like, ask me in a couple elections, it will let you know. Yeah. Um, but it it's still uh it, it it it's a better system hands down it's yeah. an absolute better system
0: and, and so um for those just wondering as well from the approval process uh, how does this how do you go through as a a uh, the elections office in bear county to get this approved if um and to get new voting machines approved or process changes or updates how does that work for for you as a, a the, in the in the elections
1: team that's a great question, and it's, it's a very tightly controlled process. Um, there are like five or six election vendors in the United States, and to have a voting machine at any way, shape, or form, it must go through a rigorous, rigorous federal testing lab. And then the state, the federal government, the Elections Assisting Commission gives it a stamp of approval, and then you're able to purchase. However, Texas being Texas says oh wait a minute we need to do our own testing and so it takes about another year and the vendors have to put their equipment up for another rigorous testing and right now in the state of texas there are two vendors esns company we have and the other company is Hart. so when it's time to look at new equipment um that part you don't have to go to every car dealer in bear county there are just two choices
0: yeah and and for for those listening that are cynical on politics so these um these these testing labs are they every time a a new party wins the majority do they fire everybody there and replace it with only people from their party
1: they have not done that no historically
0: yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah for those that are cynical on some of this stuff and 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 what you also heard jackie say is that um we we have a, a federal team that's testing this stuff and a separate state of texas team testing things and and as you're you're host on the program here, I'll say. Um, over the last 20 years, um, the state of Texas and the federal government haven't always agreed on things. Um, you're free to go look at the lawsuits filed by our attorney general or other things back and forth there. So um, it, with us testing at, at the state level and the testing getting done at the federal level, if these vendors are getting through this process and things are getting certified, the odds of, of secret backdoors and all the rest of this election conspiracy things, uh, I'm going to say... Save your conspiracy theories, folks. If if I was spending my dollars as a with a, a goal to uh, shape voting in elections, I would not be um, trying to tamper with the voting machines and actually tamper with the vote. There's voter turnout as um, if you were listening through the first part. We we had a hundred and five hundred ten thousand folks turn out in this election. Somewhere around ten percent turnout this time. If you wanted to modify ten percent of the vote to try to tip an election, just go get some more p- folks to actually show up. Like your dollars are much better spent there because it's not even illegal. If you get caught getting people to show up and vote, that's okay. This is good. Like you could spend money on voter turnout and you don't go to jail. Well, and, and really, you'll end up in, 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 with the federal election. You'll end up in federal prison. So tampering with the vote, like there's all sorts of bad things that could happen there. And I've got Jackie laughing a little bit here. But I mean, like, yeah, this because you get to listen to all these security conspiracy stuff all the time, I'm sure.
1: Yes, sir, we do.
0: Yeah. And and uh, uh, if you go out and look at, <coughs> at, at um, yeah, this, like there's no district in the U.S. that has 100 percent voter turnout. I, I would guess that even in the, the federal elections, there's not anywhere that probably has more than 50% voter turnout. Uh,
1: it, it's close. I mean, some have like 56%. Oh, 56. But it's, okay, but it's that's, that's, that's your Oh, That's right. awesome. Okay, Europe, yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, if, if
0: even if your candidate was, if you assume that of those 44% that didn't turn out to vote, if half of them for each party, you could move it, just go get folks to show up. You're not going to go tamper with, with the ballots electronically or hack into the voting machine or hack into the the county computers or the state tabulated computers or all the rest of this stuff to to try to change the votes. And uh, when I had Jackie on a couple of years ago, so you can go back to Cyber Talk Radio episode 56, we talked about how each of the, the 254 counties. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, so 254 counties in Texas all roll their own vote tabulation up to the state of Texas. And then the state tabulates and double checks and cross checks and everything else before they roll that's that out for the federal elections or they finalize state elections here so there's so many checks and balances Absolutely. along the way to to really go tamper with these the the actual vote count and the election results not likely you're gonna have right. and with with the the poll worker training and um, some double the number of poll workers you probably won't have people walking out with the ballot in their pocket anymore <laughs> so uh, we were talking a little bit earlier three out of the hundred and five thousand votes the Those votes got, quote, tampered with by the person that was actually casting the ballot because they didn't put it into the tabulation machine. So um, when you vote, vote on the voting machine, stick it into the tabulator, get your vote counted, and then you won't walk out with the paper ballot. That is a paper ballot. You're casting a paper ballot. It's not for you to keep and take home as your own voting record.
1: Correct. You can take home your I voted sticker. Yes. Everyone gets a (laughs) sticker if you would like one.
0: Uh, and so as as you've seen the improvement in voter turnout, um, it um I guess one question coming to mind for me um, that we haven't asked: uh, What happens if you don't end up with enough poll workers? Do you just not open polling places? Correct.
1: That's that's your option. Oh, and, uh, not, you know, you're not, not making a happy face right now. <laughs> that, <laughs> um, that's that's one of our our absolute uh, horror nightmares for us because. We have our wonderful, wonderful, I can't say enough about our poll workers, but real life happens. I mean, we have poll workers who, uh, they may have a car accident on the way of the pole. They get a flat tire. Someone gets sick, or if a husband and wife have been a pole worker with us, and then all of a sudden they get that new grandbaby that week, Yeah. Uh, then, then they're, you know, poof, they're gone. And so it, it's a very, very malleable, flexible, um, we do have some held back in reserve, but that's probably one of the big stressors that we have.
0: Yeah. And so with these the new machines, the same number of poll workers, less poll workers, how is how is this impacting that process?
1: In theory, and it, as we, you know, purchased the system, it was to have less poll workers. But again, we chose for the first go round, the first couple go rounds, to keep the same, if not more. Uh, yeah. Because with questions, you know, I, we just don't know how intuitive the system is. Uh, it feels like from the time you get your ballot card to put it into the new touch screen, um, I liken it to put a dollar bill into a vending machine. Yeah. Sometimes it'll go right in, and sometimes maybe not so if you have it at an angle. Yeah. And so we need to have those people on the floor that can assist those people.
0: Uh, and, and so, uh, I guess one other, we talked um, about English and Spanish on the voting machines. Uh, so, what about uh, v- voters that are blind? How does this voting machine work for, for those folks?
1: It, again, the enhancements on this are absolutely superb. Uh, in our last system, we had one unit at every poll site that had the ability. On this, every unit has the ability, uh, they have headsets available. Uh, again, it's a much cleaner, neater keypad for, them, for their assistance, uh, and we just couldn't be happier. They also, each one of these units has uh, a sip and puff adaptive for some of our people. We do know that we have curbside voting. We have a separate unit in the suite of equipment that we have that is for curbside, and that unit is like a large tablet. It does not have the paper component. They give up the paper component if they have the, the need to vote curbside.
0: Oh, so that's uh, super amazing. I mean, as we're talking through, you're like, we hadn't mentioned yet that you had these fancy curbside voting machines that's as well right. for folks that need, that need accessibility.
1: That's right. And the curbside voting, because it's electronic and it looks and, and acts much like a tablet, um, if with the ballot card, uh, if they would run low or run out of ballot cards no voter would be turned away because they could all take advantage of voting on this curbside vote okay so so again we you know we hope we know we'll plan ahead but should that occur because again with vote centers, we're not sure yet after just one election where the voters are going to tell us they want to go.
0: Yeah. And so if if yeah if, if a record number of people show up at a, a one polling place and, and somebody in your staff can't get extra cards over there in a timely manner, then folks can continue to vote. Correct. Uh, as long as they're willing to forego the paper process and use the electronic only.
1: Yes. And elec- elections are a passion. As I said, you know, how else can I say it for my 19 members of my staff? Uh, many of them have been with me for 20 years. It it's a passion. It it absolutely. Uh, it's 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 such a welcoming. You just you have to be there sort of to appreciate it and to understand it. And uh, nothing seems as real as when someone calls you on the phone to thank you yeah. to say you know I got my paper ballot in the mail. Thank you. Um, I got to vote. They brought it out to the curbside i was afraid you know and when we have these large elections the 2020 um i know it's hard for for your listeners to believe but we've had people brought to the polls on am, in ambulances on early voting where our election officials will climb into the ambulance to help that person vote it it's it's so rewarding it is so rewarding
0: yeah, hopefully, if if you're in an ambulance, you you can get your medical piece taken care of. Early voting is now usually open for two full weeks before the election. Yes, sir. Yeah, so unless like it really is a dire emergency, please, I'm gonna uh, as your host, I'm gonna recommend <laughs> go get your medical thing taken care of, show up and vote the next day. Um, you can even get a, a, during early voting, are you still eligible to get a vote by mail ballot? Yes. So you could, you could be in your hospital bed. You could cast a vote by mail ballot. You can have a family member put that in and mail it in for you. Uh, You don't have to go to a polling place to to cast. Now, apparently you can. I'm just going to (laughs) recommend as the host that you don't. Uh, If you're just tuning in right now, this is Cyber Talk Radio. Uh, We're talking election security and uh, getting ready to, uh, if you did not vote in the November 5th, 2019 election with the new voting machines, you will, and you are going to vote um, in that national um, primary uh, in March, March 3rd, March 3rd, 2020, you will get... Um, some fancy new voting machines. Uh, if you are used to checking on Bear County's website for the vote tabulation text file after the election closes, that's all still there. And, um, and I've, it felt to me after this last election like things got done a little bit more quickly. Um, so I'm getting a nod from uh, from Jackie, who is our elections administrator here, who's been our guest for the last hour. Um, you can listen to uh, this program in full uh, on all the podcasting services on the Internet. You can see a still photo of us up on YouTube. Um, and you can uh, also uh, catch a, a recap and everything up on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com. So, uh, Jackie, thank you very much for uh, joining us and uh, being a, a great guest in the program and, and really just being a, a transparent um, steward um, and a public servant, uh, helping us run great elections here in Bear County.
1: Thank you, sir.